Welcome to Learners for Life, a podcast of Bobbinhead Anglican Church, hosted by me, Luke Woodhouse, and Sarah Legg, our Children's and Families Minister. Each week we'll discuss what we've been learning on Sunday and what that might look like lived out during the week at work, with the family, and in the community. I hope you find it helpful. Welcome to our second podcast. We're going to switch roles this week. So last week um, there was a lot of me talking and a lot of Luke asking the questions, but this week we're going to flip it and do the other way around. So Luke, tell me what you guys did um, in main church this week. What was it about? Main church. Main church. I don't like the name main church. Oh, sorry. What did the (laughs) grown-ups do this week? (laughs) So this week we looked at work and rest. And the thing about Genesis is, unlike other times we'd go through the Bible, where you might be going verse by verse, section by section, Genesis really sets itself up in a number of topics. So mm-hmm. we, we have been going back and forth um, over these first few chapters, covering the same ground but looking at different angles. And so this last Sunday we, we looked at um, how these opening chapters of the Bible set us up for understanding work and rest. Okay, and so given I wasn't in the service, mm-hmm. how did you decide which way you were going to fall? Because that mm-hmm. there seems to me that those th- two things can be really out of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you decide in preparing mm-hmm. which way you were going to fall on mm-hmm. work versus rest? That's a really good question that I think um, in terms of preaching and mm-hmm. teaching the text, um, the first thing I'd try to do is to work out well, what's the balance of the text itself and where's the Bible's balance that's the most important thing yeah. um, there's a secondary thing as well which is often trying to work out or try to understand perhaps where is how's our society viewing those two things mm. and is, is there a balance that needs to be um, corrected mm-hmm. if that's the mm-hmm. right word um, uh, but that's secondary so the first thing is to look at what is the how, how does the Bible place work and rest? And what you find when you look at Genesis 1 and 2 up to verse 3 of chapter 2 is that uh, unlike mm. our society, uh, rest is the climax. Um, we typically put work at the centre of our lives and the the building, the, the foundational mm. piece of our life, and that's what we might call as the holy part of our life. We were talking about how we'll say things like to our friends, I can't do that, I've got work, or I can't make it, I've got a work meeting, I'm just going into work now. There's a bit of a non-negotiable about work. Mm. And then our rest time is kind of, well, that, that extra time we cram into recharges for our work. When you look at Genesis 1 and 2, you see that God's done the exact opposite, that the work builds up to the rest. Mm. And so... That really flips it around, doesn't it? That actually reframes our whole totally. sense of how we see creation yeah and so things that i noticed as i was preparing was Mm. uh when god says he rests on the seventh day and he calls it holy he doesn't call the first six days holy yeah true and he he doesn't say (laughs) and so not that there's work can't be holy but you can see that god has set that the the sacred day is the rest day not the rest is not just this kind of recharge that we think of it as, um, but it's actually got a purpose. And the second reason we can see that there's a, a priority placed on rest is the way that God talks about the completion of his work. Mm-hmm. He sees all that he's made and it's very good. 
and instead of just saying good, very good, um, brings with it satisfaction. And so that rest day is actually, it's got a, we're meant to sit in it, enjoy it, and find full satisfaction in it. Mm. Um, but I think in our society, I think it's often the other way around. We, we find our satisfaction, our worth, and our purpose in our work, and our rest can often be um, just, just what we need to recharge, mm. um, and it can often be ultimately unsatisfying because you either say, all oh, holidays were never long enough, or... Um, or, or even finding time for them. Um, so it's very different, yeah. Mm, and that really does call us to think differently about how the world views both rest and work. Mm, mm. I guess my question arising from that would be, what if, you know, within your work you actually do do things that are very helpful to God's world and um, do have a real sense of calling in mm. your work? How would you see that being balanced between mm. work and rest. Yeah, and that's a, another good question because we didn't really um, touch on that too much on Sunday. And somebody actually did speak to me after church and, mm. and, and raised a question like that, that I didn't want to be heard as devaluing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose on Sunday to spend the time on, on rest on because rest. I think that's where we um, misunderstand and there's more to be said on that. But mm. uh, certainly... Uh, work uh, is is part of what it means be, is to be made in the image of God. Yeah. So we work like God works. Uh, that is, we have a responsibility of creation. And work is still got an element of satisfaction. Mm. And if we don't work, and if, if our whole life is not... So uh, rest is not just not working. Um, if we don't work, there is a sense in which we're not feel like we're living the full human life. Like, because there's a sense in which... Um, working is what it means to be human. There's a mm. sense of satisfaction. Now, that's not talking about employment or unemployment. No, that could be a range of yeah, that, work that we that's do right. to keep families running and to... So employment, unemployment, career, they're, they're, they're all modern things. categories. Yeah. Uh, the Bible is talking about the, the very basic thing of working, which is actually doing something of use, of value mm. um, for the world, for the yeah. create, for God's creation, Um is 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 enormously uh, fulfilling, and you hear stories of Christian um, missionaries who go into communities in parts of the world, and and two things that they will bring mm. often is literacy, yep. um, and so people can understand God's word, and also employment, so people know what it's like to work. Mm. Um, uh, now, that in a particular, so bringing people out of poverty and things like that. So that's a a value that has got a long Christian heritage of the value of work. Okay. Um, and so I didn't want to be heard to say that on Sunday, um, that yeah, if you're somebody who is either doing what you're doing, even if you find it hard because mm. of its value, that's a really good thing. Mm. Uh, and also, um, it, it, I guess what I'll just say is that your work... Mm. Is, is a blessing and a gift from God, but it is not actually where everything is heading. Uh, now, there's a big question which we won't go into today, mm-hmm. but you can think of it. Think about <laughs> this. Is there work in heaven in the new creation? Now, I don't know. Maybe yeah, there is, but there certainly wouldn't be work with toil and frustration. No, because but that whether would be in the new heaven and the new earth, that's right. there won't be that frustration. That's right. 
Mm, so, that's a good question. Yeah, but we, we won't go into that now. But, but I think it was the, the rest uh, area. Is where you really sat. Yeah. So given that, can we just drill down a bit mm-hmm. into what then, what is rest? What does rest look like? If the holidays are never long enough, if the weekends are never long enough, if um, our time is being more and more pressured, what is rest going to look like in this fallen world? Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a, that's something I just want to be honest with you. Um, that that's something that excellent. I, I like that you're honest. <laughs> that's right. I don't want you to lie to me on the been podcast. Been dishonest this whole time. Yeah, that's right. I um, to be honest, I think. It's something that I'm working on Mm. and it's something that it's easier to sort of sprout out and answer than it is to actually um, live live out a truth, I guess. Mm. Uh, What does rest look like in this formal world? Yeah. Um, A couple of things. As a Christian, as someone who believes we are created by God, loved by God, first rest involves acknowledging our creatureliness we're created we are created yeah and that means that we're not omnipotent we're not uh we, we actually are finite beings so we do need to physically rest, rest. Um, and you anyone who has tried to not rest will tell you that your body will eventually tell you to rest mm. whether you're in hospital mm-hmm. uh, or whether you have a heart attack whatever you have whatever it is your body will say no you need to no, rest you actually need so, to rest uh, that one I think we know about. And I think as a society, we're getting better at knowing about that. You just have to go along at Bobbin Head Road on Sunday morning and see the amount of people who are trying to either get a break from their sedentary mm. lifestyles on their bikes or, or whatever it is to try to break up. There's a sense in which we kind of know the value of the work-life balance mm-hmm. in terms of recharging. The problem I think that we have now is that we've we've got a view of rest which is defined by individualism mm-hmm. so your rest will look different to my rest that's right yeah. and we think rest is me time not together time now rest can involve mm. me time that's obviously needed um but if we think that god's purposes for creation is ultimate satisfying rest. If we know that creation now is fallen, no matter how nice the sunset is or the beach is up at Byron Bay or whatever mm. it is, we know that our world is fallen, then our, our, our rest now as Christians, and you, re- you see this in the New Testament, is, is, is all pointing towards the final rest. So the rest from our labours, uh, and that is found in Christ. Mm. And that means that's actually being in him and being part of his new creation. Uh, and that's, that's where the ultimate rest is. Uh, now, this is a, I know there's a long answer what mm. does it look like in the here in and the now. Here and I think as Christians, if we only have the narrow view of rest, which is, I guess, um, escape from your nine-to-five job and stuff. do something that stimulates you and and recharges your batteries, we're, we're actually not only short-changing ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and we touched on this on Sunday, we're actually still in slavery to the, um, 
to the uh, the cycle, the frustrating cycle that's coming to sin, which is a slavery to the, um, ourselves, um, our, our, um, uh, the, the, our, our chasing after things that are unfulfilling because we're just doing this loop with keeping God out of it and we'll never find satisfaction. We'll, we'll continually be trying to rest and then starting the cycle we'll again. It's just again. going again. So... Um, you break that loop and that cycle of work a bit, rest a bit, work a bit, rest, plan for the next holiday, whatever it is, by actually lifting our hearts and minds above the things of the here and now and mm-hmm. seeing who we are made by God, loved by God, and his purposes for us beyond the here and now, eternity. Mm-hmm. Now, so does that still get us to what does that actually, like mm. what will we actually do? Yeah, so what does that look rest? like? Okay, so put it this way. Friday's your day off Mm -hmm. in your ultimate, say you're having your ultimate day off Mm -hmm. where you would actually be resting well. Mm. What kinds of things would that look like to lift your eyes above the here and now on your rest day? So on my rest day, um, which can be a little confusing because the nature of my work is Christian (laughs) ministry. That's why I'm asking you the question. It's good. Uh, (laughs) it It will involve a break from what I what I spend most of my time doing, doing. Yep. Um, to remind myself that that um, my, A, my work doesn't define me, mm-hmm. uh, and B, that, that God will keep working when I'm not working. That's right. That's really important to hear. Actually. Yeah. And uh, so they're basic things, but, but because of the nature of my work, it doesn't mean a break from God. Mm. Uh, whereas if you're an accountant or something like that, your day off should be at a break from Accounting, doing your account work, work yeah. because uh, so the, so for me, my temptation, my problem is that I'll I want to have a break from God on my day mm. off because that's the nature of your work. Yeah, and I'm often if I'm opening a Bible passage, mm-hmm. I'm thinking how am I going to preach this or mm. how am I going to lead a study under whatever it is. Um, I need to be refreshed by God to 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 see that my rest, whilst physical rest is important, mm. and we do need to do that. The most important rest uh, that comes not just once a week, but all throughout the week, is resting in God and His promises. Mm. Um, so, for example, would you deliberately choose to not read a part of the Bible that you know is yes. upcoming? Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So you would pick somewhere else yeah, to right. to rest in God's promises, yeah. so that you are deliberately making a choice to not be working per se yeah. on that rest day. And, and I and my prayer life would be could be praying for things that are outside our churches. Mm. So my mind's not sort of going, oh, you know, I could be praying for my own family mm. or, um, or some people. Your own yeah, some heart. from other things that have got nothing to do with BHAC. Doing work, yeah. Um, uh, and also, um, yeah, I think that that kind of thing, I think it's also um, the, the, the thing we want to be careful of is rest, because the Christians don't keep the Sabbath the way that mm. Jesus comes to fulfil the Sabbath, but... Christians don't um, have that, but the practice of one day off a week is actually really, really healthy, mm. um, and it's been lost because of the secular world we live in, where um, Sunday trading and all that is is uh, lost. Battle. Yeah, all those kind of things. And no, it's it's very Sunday's not a day where people keep it free anymore, mm. and they used to do that, which made church going and things like that a lot easier. Um, but we want to have our 
one day off a week at least from our work. But also each day we want to take time out of that day, that day to be with. So, and each year you want to take three or four, whatever. Our, whole, mm. our, house, our whole structure is to try to actually put breaks in um, to acknowledge our creativeness, our creatureliness. Mm. Um, but I think as a Christian, much more importantly to, to, to set our hearts and minds on the ultimate rest that's mm. to come. And that so that, that means that it puts this life into perspective. It's not... It's not the be all and end all. This is a very when you see in the scheme of the universe, this is a, this is a very small amount of time. Um, our worth, our purpose, our our whole you know our whole um, yeah our whole identity is all mm. bound up in 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 where we're going to be for eternity. For eternity. Um, uh, now, I think I mean where it's interesting. We asked you, Sarah, a question before we finish up. Um, sure. The where it's not I think, my turn, but I'm happy to right. answer. Where there's crossover, I think is 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 like Sunday commitments, for mm. example. So, um, and I've got to be careful what I say here because of um, being misheard. But uh, these days, because Sundays are um, getting uh, are no longer treated as, let's say, sacred by the rest of society. Mm. Um, our diaries are feeling... I've uh, got more and more options of something to do on a Sunday. Mm. And so as Christians, we've got a few different choices to make. If we're Christians who think churches of value, we've got a few different choices. We can either say, um, uh, I am going to be at church... Um, whenever I don't have something on, yes, on, yeah, because I don't want to be seen as legalistic, or I don't want to be seen as overly rules based. So I don't want to ever say no to an invitation or birthday mm. kid birthday party or a sporting event. I don't want to not sign up my children to this or that. Or we could be people who are being committed to church. Actually, means part of that commitment is involving preparing yourself to regularly be saying no to things. Mm. And that's where it gets really hard. We used to not have to do that. No, whereas that's become a real live mm. issue that and I'm most not... people are struggling with, I would think. Yeah. I don't... We certainly do. Exactly. And I think we're preparing each other and encouraging each other enough in acknowledging that part of being coming to church now mm. involves the spiritual prayer and preparation to be ready to say no, no to, to a number things. of other things. Mm. And I think that's the big thing for us in the next 10, 20 years because diaries are only going to get fuller. Yeah, that's not going to decrease. So unless we can get um, used to the habit, the spiritual habit, without being guilt-based of learning the value and the habit and uh, being courageous enough to say regularly say no mm. for the sake of, of meeting with God's people and being reminded of his promises and of that eternal rest regularly what will happen is our rest will very quickly become um, just the busy weekend, um, the the kayak on the, you know, the, this, the coffee shops, the cafes, mm-hmm. uh, which will, might be enough to recharge you for another week at work, but they, they won't, won't be give you any spiritual, spiritual depth and, they'll, and they, it won't give you that, um, the depth of relationship with God that comes from regularly um, coming under his word, encouraging his people, being with his people. Um, and I think that's going to be... It's, it, it affects alive and kids' church, I mm-hmm. assume. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
as a parent I think mm. I really feel it like one of the dilemmas um, I don't know if you felt this but one of the things that I often think is with my children is when they I'll say yes to this because I don't want my children to resent church on Sunday mm. that's mm-hmm. a classic one you'll hear um, and so we kind of will say oh well they can do this and this and that now in the short term case by case it's usually there's nothing in it you know? no, that's right. but what we're um what we're training our children is um that um that their personal happiness and satisfaction and stimulation is more important than them actually um becoming really really um convicted of the promises of God and learning mm. to live with them. And I think if you want to drill down into the practicalities of that, mm. so there's going to be times, mm. obviously, where your answer is going to be yes or your answer is going to be no to mm. something that actually does interfere with that mm. meeting together with the mm. people of God. But there's something in the preparing of your children's hearts around that as well so that there's an understanding of the reason mm-hmm. why it's not and I think that's the antidote to legalism mm. yes is that there's been conversation and there's been a sense of as a family or if you're in a family where you know somebody does really want to set God's time as priority mm. and someone doesn't mm. you know you might be doing that just yourself yeah. um, but there's been that preparation time of your children's hearts that actually this is something that we we long for mm. we actually long to meet together with god's people um it's not because we have to mm. you know it's not we're not making these decisions because we want you to be locked into this mm. contract where you must come all the time because mm. i think that's that antidote to the well why are you saying no mm. to this particular event yeah. activity whatever it is yeah. um that it's actually not about wanting them to have you know, to have to say no to other things that come up, which are mm. all good things in and of themselves. Yeah. But it's that idea that actually what God wants for us is that we're in relationship mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And in order to be in relationship with him, what we need to do is to meet mm. with him and mm-hmm. also with the people who also love him mm-hmm. and that there's an underlying um, reason why we would do that together mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. Sunday yeah. And so there's there's some work there oh, yeah. in that discussion beforehand and some idea of my actual, my, my goal for you is not that you are constantly happy. Yeah. It is actually that you are continually being brought back to God mm. and that you will know him in relationship and there's things that we need to do in that relationship to keep the relationship going. And I yeah. think that's a more helpful way of phrasing. I've certainly found that in mm, my own mm. family helpful when you come up against that which is could be every week yeah. coming up against that we've certainly made a distinction with our kids mm. about um every week commitments mm. versus every once in a while commitments yeah. and that's been a helpful distinction to make so we've said quite openly that we're not prepared to make a every single week commitment that would take us actively mm. away from not being from being at church yeah. But that other things, the what the week to week things, we'll consider on a case by case basis. Yeah, that's right. And that there may very well be good and godly reasons for going to those things. That's right. But I think it's that habit formation and the discipline of actually setting God's agenda above our own. Mm. Um, there's certainly been times where we've prayed together about 
things that are coming up about which way to go, which what's yeah. more important, yeah. and often God answers those questions mm. surprisingly. Yeah. Um, or actually, we've had numerous examples where things have, where we've really agonised have been mm. cancelled. Yeah. Um, and that's been a clear indication from God that that's been yeah. actually no churches. Yeah. where we need to be this week. Yeah. And it's interesting, one of the things that I um, was thinking about last year, and it sounds obvious, but let's take as parents um, and our children and, and their commitments on Sundays, let's take that as an example. As parents, let's assume we love our children and we want what's best for them, right? Mm. We love them deeply. We also should know, if we're real with ourselves, that we are not perfect parents. So we're not going to be able to... Really? We're, we're, I definitely I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what you're saying. But we're, <laughs> we're, um, we'll, we'll fail and we'll let them down. And as they grow up and go to high school, people will certainly let them down. They mm-hmm. might find themselves incredibly lonely. Mm-hmm. They might find themselves um, uh, on the other side of the world. Whatever it mm. is, if we really love our children... We want them more than anything to know the love of God and to know him even better than they know, know our love, which is very hard because we're here and there and God is, for children, mm. not physically there. So mm. I get that practically that's hard, but, but in, in why we want our children to be gathering with God's people, learning about Jesus regularly is not just so they can fill their heads up with um, Bible knowledge, but they will know and never forget how loved they are by God and how no matter what life throws at them, uh, even if their parents let them down really badly. Which is bound to happen. Yeah, that's right. Um, that that God won't if... And they can know that if they know just what God has done for them mm. and promises. If if church is a like a, a thing that you dip into, you know a little bit about this and that, when the when when times when, the of, comes. when times of testing and difficulty and temptation all those kind of things come, then what are they going to grab onto, mm. um, as a solid rock? Mm. Um, and so I know we've kind of gone off rest here, but I think that's kind of one of the um, ways in which we rest is actually to cling to God's promises. Yeah, cling to God's promise to know to know what it means that He loves us, to know mm. what is actually in store for, and to know our identity, to know our purpose and worth. Seems like an excellent place to finish for episode two. Cool. Thanks, Luke. Thank you.